What's up, Otaku? Uh, losing faith, you gotta earn your spot, ain't no free passes. A nigga in the fifth dimension wearing 4D glasses. I'm trying to catch up with my shadow in the race for my soul. Watch your mama fire my body in the tank full of gold. Terrain gon' change, but mama raised me patient and bold. Thankful nothing was handed, branded, we ain't able to fold. Ancestors aching for retribution, think we might get it for Fighting to keep it going, I must have been misinformed. Kama Sutra, fuck the world, just like I'm in a porn. I saw the future, my nigga riding up in a fucking foreign, I believe it, sleeping on the arm of the clock, and crabs in a bucket, but all my niggas caught at the top, but to get to where they at, said you got an army, show me where they at, black Marty McFly with Doc, my nigga made it back, eyes on the tree of life, two wings in the wow, same bird, I'm looking through the I mean, one of the most professional intros I think I've ever been a part of. Smooth. Really smooth. smooth and flawless. Really smooth, yeah. Uh, flawless. Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, as always, my partner in crime, Chris King. Hello. And on the ones and twos, the most professional podcaster sitting in for the Sauce Boss, yeah. Bridget Haran. What's up, guys? Second time's the charm. Hey. I, think, I think I really... You know what? I think I nailed it that time, though. Yeah. I mean, it was... You know, the thing is, when you... I think if you're the producer and you let people go for like about 10 minutes and don't record, the best thing about that horrible situation that you've created is that you can only go up. That's the best part. It's not going to get worse. And honestly, I feel like I really, I feel like I really nailed it. That you really did. You really did. I mean, we're only like 30 seconds in, but for that very small percentage of the actual show, you've done a great job. Thanks, Chris. I'm really impressed. Your praise is everything to me. <laughs> very special guest in studio with us today, journalist Seth Johnson. Welcome to the program. Hey guys, um, thanks for having me. Uh, name's Seth Johnson. Uh, I'm a journalist in Indy, um, write for places like Nuvo, Indianapolis Monthly, visit Indy um, a lot about culture and music and comedy. Um, before we get into this, I definitely want to um, pay respects to DJ Anna Jones, um, Naptown legend uh, that is super important in the world of hip hop, not just in Indiana, but outside of Indiana. Um, in the last, uh, since he passed away on Friday, um, just so many people from Questlove to Atmosphere to Toyokoi, just all these big names in hip-hop have been paying respects to him, and it just goes to show um, how big of an impact that he truly had, not just in Indiana, but all over the world. So um, yeah. just giving respects to him, and um, RIP to legend DJ Nick Jones. No, thanks, that, thanks Seth. I, I think that's the that's the thing, is like coming from Chicago, and obviously all of us in Indianapolis, we all have people that are in Chicago or New York or the big cities, and I think that what he did was he gave us this credibility that we wouldn't have otherwise to say like, Hey, I'm from Indy and, and there are, our hip hop scene is something. And the reason that it is because of DJ and Dana Jones. So yep. thank you for saying that a Absolutely. huge, yeah. huge loss to the city for sure. Yep. It was uh, just always there. Like, yeah. like yeah, yeah. when I used to go to like raves as a kid back in the day, he was spinning, like spinning, like going to shows to see the mud kids. Yep. Uh, the first yeah. time I ever saw Dave Chappelle, he opened for Dave Chappelle oh, or, wow. uh, here, here in town. Um, so yeah, I just always and obviously on the radio and everywhere else, yeah, you know, huge. shows and stuff. Yeah. It's a huge impact. So definitely, rest in power. Yeah. Um, so let's get this comedy show going, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was our that was our the first in memoriam we've ever had on our. I think brunch. so, but I think it's a big. I mean, I think it's that's, a huge we'll, part of this. We will definitely be funnier. We will go up from here for sure. But yeah. I think that. There's no way we absolutely would be remiss in not talking about him just for a little bit because mm-hmm. it's a very recent loss. I don't know when you're listening to this, but for us, it's relatively recent, and he's huge, yep. specifically on the crowd sitting at this table. I know that we're all, you know, huge. We support local as much as we possibly can. I know that we're all 
uh, pretty big hip hop fan. So it was, it, I, I think for all of us, it's pretty big impact. We'll be funny from here. Yeah. Uh, we will, well, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if we've been funny ever. We can't say yeah. that. We yeah. can't say like, we're hilarious. We don't know. That's for you to never, just, never guarantee a funny. Now, I don't, you have I no don't idea. Know That's we, the one thing we cannot guarantee. We did that. Uh, well, let's get on to, uh, we, food. Food, yeah. yeah. How are you feeling today? Did you enjoy the food, Seth? I loved it. Who's killer? I'm waiting for the first person to be like, "Fuck no, <laughs> hell no." That awful. would be a good episode, yeah. though. Like, I think not we'd have really. to. We'd have to. Well, not for you, but for me. <laughs> for <laughs> me, it'd be great. I think you have to really be. Also, I, I don't want to talk about it because you can't see it over here. But our producer is just like hanging out on her phone, like, <laughs> like she's just like chat, chit chatting away, like we're not even doing anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking Zach questions. Oh, <laughs> about producing. Okay, producing. She is producing, is what she's doing. You son uh, of a bitch. Yeah, that's that's. No, you're doing it. Uh, fantastic job so far, Bridget. Uh, yeah. No, I think it'd be Thanks. hilarious to have somebody that's just like. I, mean, I don't like any of it. I guess Willie didn't really care for the food, but he was actually that's a really good call. He was, he was super nice about it. He was <laughs> nice about it, but not really because he basically like I didn't eat that because I don't like food. I I, I think <laughs> the first time Willie was on, he ate. The sausage from the Scotch eggs that you made him, and then he took. I like just a, made him a ball of sausage. A ball of he sausage. Not, he like he took said a bite. he didn't like egg. He didn't oh, like anything man. else. But the second time you killed it because his wife Kate Kate was on. Yeah, amazing. Kate Shaw, she's hilarious. Are we doing a clip episode? No, no, just acknowledging, acknowledging. I love them both. I love them both. They were fantastic guests. I will drop their names as much as I possibly Seth, would you can. like to hear a little clip? We have it queued up. It's a brief 15 minutes really, clip just of Just the benchmark that you have to hit, by the way. No, they were great. They were really, really good. But that was the first time, you know, he was, uh, Willie was the first person we had and just wasn't a fan of food. Yeah. Like, not like allergic or like doesn't eat certain things. Just like, didn't like it. Literally not a fan eat. of food. Like, he eats like a day a week. And but I, I, I'm specifically yeah. waiting for someone that goes like, no, I love food. I just yeah. don't like yours. <laughs> um, it would but, be fun for me. We do like to play a little game because sometimes Chris isn't quite sure on what we just had to eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we like to play a little game called, uh, hey, what do you think you just ate? Which I realized after we've been playing this game for months and months, it sounds like there might have been drugs in your food. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you just ate? Why? But the game is called, why are you passed out? Well, I have a couple things to say about this before we even step off because I knew the theme for sure. Sandwiches, mm-hmm. my favorite. Uh, I was very excited when you told me it could have been anything. As long as it's in between two pieces of bread, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So I was very excited. Uh, and I did write something down. The other thing I will say is that uh, I have never felt so bad about not warning a guest as I was about Seth because he went at – we had two sandwiches. I think a sandwich cut in half. Yeah. But every sandwich that you ever make, Dyke, is enormous. It's a monster. Yeah. And Seth was like midway through his second. I'm like, whoa, whoa, dude. This is not yeah. the only thing we're getting. We're yeah. getting like a bunch of food. I was like, mm, yeah, sandwich, maybe, ahead, some, like, maybe some drinks. I'll be <laughs> good. Light, like, this is a great <laughs> time. There's like five more sandwiches. <laughs> oh, you, you, yeah. oh, you ate the whole sandwich? Yeah. Oh, it was no, close. I stopped him in the middle. I'm like, whoa, 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 man. I was like halfway through the second. Because he's eating part. like a regular person. He's not like, hey, by the way, there's 14 sandwiches coming later. He's a polite guest. I'm like, hey, a single sandwiches. I'm sure I could do that. Plus, it's delicious. Like, no, 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 dude. There's 14 sandwiches. Take a small bite push it aside if you like it eat it later we don't know what's on its way also at no other time and place is appropriate to yell at someone for like why are you eating your whole sandwich that's exactly what i said that's we exactly how i did you. it like i said he was like halfway in just politely eating just like silently as like dad and i are yelling at each other about what whether or not he uh, went to church in the bathroom and, and i'm like whoa, whoa seth are you eating the whole sandwich like an asshole I'm like yeah i thought no, no no like no there's like there's a lot more sandwiches so so that happened and then uh, yeah, so getting into it, though, 
first sandwich, uh, I don't know what was in there, but I think it was called a middle finger to Chris King. <laughs> why, wait, why was it a middle finger? I think finger? It, was, it was essentially a Monte Cristo that I made when I was in charge of cooking at one time. And then you're just like, hey, what if a real chef made what Chris King made? <laughs> <laughs> That's what that sandwich was. I'm like, oh. Chris King did all the cooking for one episode, and he made uh, a delicious Monte Cristo, Monte Cristo sandwich, yeah. but it, okay. at some rainwater from the roof actually that, dripped in all the sandwiches. <laughs> That's a real funny story about that. That was the one that you weren't supposed to eat. I put it at the end of the table. I didn't throw it out, but I was like, well, that's garbage. I tried deep frying it. I don't know how to use a deep fryer. I borrowed Dykes. I put it outside because I know when I'm over here, all my clothes been like French fries for like a week after. So I'm like, I'll make this outside. Some rainwater may or may not have gotten into the fruit deep fryer, but it doesn't matter because I I taste all those sandwiches like, I don't want to serve these. So I did the Monte Cristo without deep frying, which is sort of what you did here. Mm. Um, and, but I told Dyke and Zach, I said, hey, the deep fry sandwiches are at the end of the counter. Don't eat those, though. And we had just had the rainwater conversation. And we did the podcast, and we were talking, and I didn't know where Dyke and Zach were. Meanwhile, at some point, I looked over, and both those assholes were, like, eating the deep-fried sandwiches <laughs> with the rainwater like they'd never had a sandwich before. And both of them like, that was pretty good. Was, Add flavor, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. It was pre- they were pretty good sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't told me there was rainwater in it, yeah, it yeah, yeah, the, yeah. maybe the perfect sandwich. Rainwater is what makes it. Uh, yeah, so you're correct. It, was, uh, it, wasn't, no, it wasn't a middle finger to you, but... Uh, Monte Cristo is one of my favorite sandwiches. Also, Delicious. Also, it was, I don't know if you guys tasted it, but it was uh, eggnog uh, Monte Cristo. Mm. So they were mean? like, it was like dipped in eggnog, like the bread. Oh, damn. Oh, okay. so like a French toast on the top. Yeah. I could tell that the, yeah, I could sort of tell that there was something going on with the bread. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was great. What was the cheese in there? What? What was the cheese? It was the cheese you bought. Did it was the Gruyere? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know, because I did the, I didn't know if you did different kinds of cheeses. I did. On different sandwiches. Yeah. It seems softer, career. I literally. It was when you, melted. When you. <laughs> when, you asked, <laughs> when you asked me for Gruyere, like the thing is, like I, I really do appreciate. When you, you put think, cheese on a sandwich, Chris, yeah, and heat it up. Well, when it's hot, I really appreciate that you think I know what's going on. Like, hey, can you pick us from Gruyere? Like. Listen, man, I appreciate that you think that I know what the fuck that is. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know what that is. I had Brie for the first time because Dyke brought it to McNiven's like 15 years ago and we worked together. And that was like, Brie is the shit. Like, I don't know if you guys ever had Brie before. Brie is the best cheese ever. Literally no other cheese compares. And now he's like, pick up some gear. Like, I don't know. I asked the guy yeah. to, to give me that. And he said, hey, I think this is what you're looking for. And I said, whatever. I think it was like... $18 for a tiny block of it. It seemed expensive. Right, we got to get through this list. Anyway. <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was good. We're almost uh, out of time here. What are you talking about? Thank you for coming yeah, by. It's been great. We're doing... This is the show. We talk about... I shit on the food, and then I keep moving on. Uh, the second thing we had, a little break from the sandwiches, was soup that someone dropped a sandwich in. <laughs> that's what that was. Like, Dyke was making a soup and a sandwich. He's like, fuck. And then I just ate the sandwich out of the soup. That's, that's the take on soup and sandwich. I just, yeah. uh, I guess it's both now. Yeah, it know. was. It was. But the thing is, if it's not on the top, if you, like, let the soup sit for a little bit, the, the sandwich seeks, like, in the bottom of the soup, so then it's a surprise that the sandwich is in there. Like, hey, someone left their sandwich in my soup. It was uh, tomato soup with yeah. uh, grilled cheese croutons. Isn't that just grilled cheese? <laughs> just a grilled cheese sandwich in there, and then but they were they were chopped up with they the were croutons. Chopped, yeah, but, but what makes them croutons versus just a sandwich? They were, they were right. smaller. Right, right. Okay, <laughs> that's what I thought. That's what I. Thought. They were they were from the crouton region of France. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's fine. 
Did we? You know what's funny is I kind of Zach, uh, Thad, and I got into a pretty big debate, and I kind of forgot to write things down. Did we have a sandwich in between the pile of mustard meat that you brought in last? <laughs> Did we uh, have a sandwich. Yeah. What was the sandwich after the sandwich the with breakfast the breakfast sandwich? Mm-hmm. Oh, the the meat pie. The meat pie. It was literally just at some point. That's a new theme with what Dyke is doing. I have never in my entire life seen sausage and bacon mixed into a single item. Other than like a pizza, like if you do like a uh, like a Pizza Hut and they're like meat lovers, whatever, that's the only time you see it. But you seem to you do know, it all like the time. Like a bacon sausage and egg thing at McDonald's or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess that's true, Dyke. McDonald's and pizza. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't think we, actually. You know what? I don't think McDonald's would even Look, like. I'm not making it. a bacon sandwich and then making a sausage sandwich. Just put it all just, together. You're getting both. Yeah, that was actually good. What was the bread on that? Uh, so I got I got almost all the bread at Amelia's uh, Bakery oh, yeah. this week, except for the challah bread, which I got it. Oh, that challah was amazing. Well, the challah was... On the Monte Cristo. On the Monte Cristo, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, the challah was amazing. Actually, you know what's funny? I used challah bread on my Monte Cristo. Yeah. You, it's pretty, just a middle finger to Chris <laughs> King. Like, what if a chef did this? Let's see how it tastes. Oh, good. No rainwater. What a dick. Uh, then we had the pile of mustard meat sandwich. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> go ahead. It was just it was just like a big kick in the spleen. It's like, hey, have you especially to Seth who didn't know what was going on, like, this is why I told you don't finish your sandwich because he just gave uh, a spot. And Bridget made a good point, like, hey, any of these could have been sliders. You're right. That would have been great. If you thought, hey, maybe I won't kill the people that are out there, maybe make a slider. But no, it was the biggest sandwich I've ever seen, and that was like a follow up to eight other sandwiches. Like, hey, did you guys say eight sandwiches? Did you polish off like half of this giant sandwich? It was a lot of meat. So let me tell you, every time we have uh, pulled pork on this show, yeah, is because pork butt went on special and like heard they right after Thanksgiving, I walked in and they were like five dollars, and I just loaded my car. I threw a bunch in the freezer. Yeah, I was I was so excited. I was like, I got all these pork butts. Are they shaped like butts in the package? No, like, at, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen the butts before I get them. It's always they're all like, they're usually wearing thongs in the store. I <laughs> feel like when you're buying them, it's like just the butts shaved off in a package. Like, well, that's that looks delicious. But uh, yeah, I did. I used the batch number two, uh, the sauce boss. I used yeah. his uh, Carolina mustard. It was good. And then the Amelia's bun, hamburger bun. Yep. And I made a vinegar slaw. Yeah, instead that's of like. And uh, just did it, Carol. I, ah, I forgot jalapenos. Are jalapenos I just see the thing is, here's the thing: if you don't right. tell people that, they won't know that you forgot some shit. You know, <laughs> I was missing. I was missing some heat. So. Yeah, it was, <laughs> that's what she says all the time. <laughs> about, I about a personal I, life. I actually. Oh my god. <laughs> I okay. Let's <laughs> go. Let her answer that. I didn't. Uh, I didn't actually bite into the sandwich because I just I like Seth. Went too far into this. Uh, the first sandwich, I ate the whole thing. Yeah, I ate the whole thing, and it was too much. So I was like, I took a bite of the. The last one was like the biggest one too. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. He's like, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. It's like it's always like an eating contest, and like at the last thing is like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like he hates you. That's what that is. Like I hope you enjoyed yourself. By the way, die. But it was just an insurmountable pile of meat. Like it if was. that came by itself, yeah. it's like I definitely can eat a quarter of that, and then the rest is going in a box. You don't finish. 
a five-course meal with a pile of meat. That's what he does. A full pound of barbecue. A full pound of barbecue. Just a full plate of butt for literally everybody. <laughs> the butts are on sale. And then and then the last thing was the, I would say, cinnamon whoopie pies. That <laughs> definitely, once again, this was like... What year the, are you from, sir? I feel, like, I feel like all the sandwiches Dyke gave is like, I love the sandwiches, but definitely like Dyke doesn't like us because those... Ice cream sandwiches, as soon as you bite into them, they're all over your pants. Yeah. I have ice, I think homemade ice cream, am I right? Yes. Yeah, all over my pants. Yeah, they were, That's uh, where it is. they were, unfortunately, I didn't have enough time to, like, test kitchen those on how yeah. they would, mm. if they would explode when you ate them. They did. Yeah. I put mine in a bowl, I found that to be. Yeah, that would have been a good heads up. I watched, I watched you <laughs> spill homemade ice cream all over your dungarees or whatever you call them. <laughs> well, they're sweatpants, Dungarees. And then, uh. And then I just threw mine in a bowl. Yeah, yeah, that was a good way to go. But do you did you make those cookies from scratch? I sure did. Uh, mm, snaps? It was uh, Snickerdoodles, and they were uh, uh, Grandma Haran's uh, secret recipe from, mm. from the old country. Really, really good. Is, wait, is it Bridget Grandma, or are you just yeah. calling Bridget Grandma? No, no, her actual grandma. <laughs> by, asked, by the old country, he means Kentucky. <laughs> I just thought you were calling Bridget Grandma Haran. <laughs> God, we're so mean to her. I, I, I asked her if she had a great snickerdoodle recipe, and she sent me one, and she was like, that's my grandma's. It was good. It was really good. It was really good. Yep. Uh, yeah. And so that's, she's dead. She's <laughs> God damn it, Bridget. <laughs> we're going to save her in memoriam for the <laughs> next half when we come back. <laughs> I'm not doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, guest says Johnson in studio with us. Right um up. So you are our first, second journalist to be on the program. Right on. Who was our first journalist? Your wife. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> Forgot her job. Uh, uh, and so you cover, what would you say, sports? Cover a little bit of everything. Um, I actually started out covering music, and that's kind of, I would still say, like my main thing that I do, but now I've, I've kind of ventured, I ventured it into the arts, which then went into comedy, and then now I do sports too, mostly in the realm of sports, I mostly do Pacers stuff. Um, I don't do like a whole lot of stuff outside of that. But nice. Now, were you are you uh, like a huge sports fan? I am a pretty big sports fan, um, and I I, I just kind of grew up. I don't know. I grew up in like a sports family, and yeah. I I mean, basketball was always. I'm like for those that can't see, I'm wearing a basketball jersey right now. Actually, <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> is, that a, is that a Phoenix Suns? Looks like a, a high school. It's Phoenix. a Steve Nash jersey, oh, nice. uh, Phoenix Suns. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I've I've loved sports for most of my life, and. And actually, I mean, it probably predates my love for music, to be honest. And that's kind of just been like once I I've once I started being doing journal stuff and being a music writer, I kind of just eventually wound back into doing sports stuff when I could. And I still really enjoy it just as much. So has that been hard this year? Um, a little bit. It's been weird. Um, definitely. Cause like, I mean, the last two seasons I had Pacers media pass. So I would like go to all the games yeah. and I could go into locker room and press conferences and all that stuff. And, um, obviously it's way different, but yeah. what's been cool about that has been like, now they just have like zooms like every day, like even after their practices, they have Pacers zooms. Zoom? Yeah. So like, I, I like literally, and like, I'll just like wake up to an email and they'll be like, Victor wow. Depot and this guy are going to be on Zoom at one thirty. if you're not doing anything. And, like, normally I'm not. So, so select, like, I just, like, get to awesome. talk to him. At so my, just select players will be yeah. like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and so it's, like, it's kind of been, like, a little more convenient because, yeah. like, now I don't have to, like, go anywhere. I can just <laughs> talk to him at my house. Is that better you know? access? I would, I, I would, would almost say it would be. I would. I, it kind of is, because, and it's also more democratic because, yeah. because it's on Zoom, mm-hmm. 
you have to like raise your hand like in the Zoom call. Yeah. And like versus like if you're in like the locker room, it's almost like this like bro match of like trying to be the loudest person and like elbowing them out of the way. But like on a Zoom call, you just like press the raise your hand thing. Wow. Then they're like, all right. I honestly did not. Then it's your, know then it's your awesome. turn to ask a question. So like that's super it's cool. way easier to do it. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is like there's no uh, – there's no no one's farther away. Or no, everybody's in the everybody's in yep. literally the same spot. Yep. So I would imagine the access is completely different. It is. I got several yeah. lining. Yep, I, I love it. It's super cool. Yep, yep. It's been awesome, really. Like and then I, is basketball your? Because you talked obviously before recording. Would you say yeah. basketball is your sport, or do you have basketball like, is definitely my sport? Cool, yeah, cool. I've, I've been with basketball since I was a kid. I actually have like pictures of my, me before I can even remember of me wearing Pacers stuff like <laughs> that wow. my mom has. Yeah, so you're a Pacers so. fan. The whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was born here, and that's just kind of always been my thing, yeah. Yeah, So I don't, I can't, even before I can remember, I guess, yeah. Do you ever get uh, starstruck or? I definitely do, yeah, man. And, like, I I mean, I've gotten gotten a little more used to it, but it's still a little, I mean, especially on these, uh, uh, with the Zoom calls, it is a little bit nerve-wracking just because, like, they, they don't really give you a warning. Like, even though you raise your hand, they don't, like, really give you a warning of, like, who's up next. So then you're just, okay. like, sitting there, and they're like, all right, Seth Johnson. And then, like, you are <laughs> literally, you you're literally there yeah. talking to their face, you know? Like, <laughs> and they're just, yeah. So, like, that's just, like, a little, it's a little nerve-wracking, especially, like, when it's, like, a player that you, and, like, for yeah. me, because, like, I was just, ta- me and Thaz were just talking about that earlier. Like, I tend to ask them, I really try to, like, get more into who they are as people and not like ask them a lot of like normal like all right how was practice today like i just asked like tj warren um who's like one of the bigger pacers the other day about like yeah. what his favorite artists were of 2020 which is like most of the other dudes aren't asking him that it's a good question yeah and like, I like but but i really like so i like doing that type of stuff instead and um a lot of times i think that they might be thrown off but typically like they're like pretty open to it i would think that that's a good question though especially as like it one I'm interested in knowing that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then, too, is also a nice break from, like, well, where do you think you're going to be traded next year? Yeah. Like, I don't need yeah. that. Just give me a, like, let's yeah. make it less tense for, like, just 10 minutes. Yep. Let me talk about my favorite artists for the year. Yep. Yeah. That's a good question. Yep. Did I miss how long you've been doing this for? Mm, haven't mentioned it. Um, so, I actually, I I interned with Nuvo first in high school in 2008. And that was kind of like when I decided I wanted to be a journalist um, after that internship. And then I went to college at Ball State. And like after, since then, I, I started freelancing. And then I've kind of like freelanced and had off and on yeah. staff mm-hmm. writer jobs here and there since then. So now I'm back to freelancing again um, just because there are so few <laughs> actual right. solid journalism jobs. But um, I'm kind of just freelancing everywhere at this point because that's kind of how you have to do it to survive. Yeah, but you're you. We talked about that a little bit before yeah. we got on this. Is like you're freelancing a lot, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a lot. Is your so and we and again, you know, I could talk about the state of journalism all yeah. day every day. But yeah. what are your, you know, what are your thoughts coming from two thousand eight, which yeah. is a completely different environment to now, good or bad? What are your what are your thoughts on the comparison? Um, I mean, I guess. At that point, I was a lot more optimistic that I would yeah. get a real, like, easy job. Yeah, yeah. And I've just, it's been so hard to do that just because newsrooms have been shrinking pretty much literally since that year. Yeah, um, yeah. So, like, No, it's an interesting year that you started. Yeah. Because that, that's the kind of the, the ticker of, like, the beginning of, like, yeah. it's been shrinking and changing significantly. Because I even remember sense. when I was interning at Nuvo at that point, like, they actually had, like, a whole, like, 
whole upstairs newsroom. Right. And then, like, fast forward to, like, towards the end of when Nouveau cut print, they, right. like, had, like, five people, you know? Right. <laughs> like, so, it, like, I literally saw that firsthand. Um, so, yeah, I guess, um, as we were kind of saying earlier, like, I, I do wish that I would have... Um, maybe not put all my eggs into the journalism <laughs> basket just because it would be like, I wish I kind of would have continued doing what I do journalistically, but then also maybe gotten a degree in marketing or gotten a degree in PR yeah. or something like that. You know, like, I, I can tell you from my own personal experience that mar the journalism is a really transferable skill though. I think that there's a lot of people that are looking for people that have that skill, especially with your experience in doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you did a lot. And then I think that a lot of what a lot of journalists are doing are, which Good or bad, I mean, because mm -hmm. they're so passionate about journalism and because journalism is so important, they're still doing it. They're sort of yeah. just doing doing it the same way you're doing it. Yeah. It's not like it's the job. It's, you know, a thing that I'm doing that I'm passionate about, which makes it even more worthwhile. Yep. It's not the ends to the means anymore. It's yep. just a thing that I really, really want to do. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, it's it's interesting. It, I, I definitely am not, and I'm sure you, I don't know if you feel differently. I wouldn't necessarily see that that's disheartening in this mm -hmm. scheme of things because I think the people that are still really, really passionate about it, which is who's important yeah. in journalism, are still doing it. Yeah, agree. Just the model is still adjusting, which is yep. probably terrifying. Yep, yep, absolutely. I would say yeah. the same thing, yeah. Yeah, there's so much uncertainty, but sure. I mean, I'm still going to keep writing. There's, there's just, like, I can't imagine myself not doing it. No, of course. Point, you know? Well, and that's what that's what the larger media companies are sort of banking on, right, yeah. is that the... in. The irony of the situation is that the media specifically has been so vilified in the last four years. But I think that from my own personal experience, like the reason that they're still doing it is specifically because they're so passionate of being getting the truth and honesty and integrity yeah. out there of, of the news. And that's what's really important to all people in journalism. And yeah. That's such a huge deal. And I think it's. It's getting harder and harder to do that because there's so much extra noise. Yep, agreed. Hundred yeah. percent. What do you see? Where do you see that journalism-wise? And I, and I don't I don't want yeah. you to make the call for journalism yeah. as a whole, but what are your thoughts on journalism in the next like? We'll keep it short, five years. Man, yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's I don't know because like it's showing that like the subscription model is working at times, but yeah. not totally working. And so like I don't. I mean, I think that what really needs to happen is there needs to be someone needs to crack the code on like what a subscription model actually works. Yeah. And how maybe if that comes with like exclusive content or whatever, but like what that actually looks like and right. what it takes for people to believe in that and to pay for it. Right. Um, Cause I just feel like, so even now, like there are just people that would like, will go around any paywall to figure out how to get shit for free. Of course. You know? Um, and so, so like, the $4 yeah. For so, local yeah. so like it, there needs to be some sort of way where like the people actually believe in what they're paying for <clears> rather than, like just paying because they want to read articles, you no, know, like I think that so much of it has to come maybe down to like you're believing in the product and maybe having yeah. almost like a relationship with the journalist more than you are just yeah. buying their product. No, that know? makes sense. Yeah. But in that same respect, are you concerned in this environment where people can kind of ad hoc their news where they can sort of like pick the news that they want to hear and only pick, it what what, what they agree with, I yeah. think that that's more concerning where it's like, you know, I'm still, you know, I, I sit and I, I watch, you know, regular news every morning, yeah. have, you know, NBC, CBS, and I watch whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm I, I just having <laughs> married to a journalist. Yeah. I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of, uh, you know, I, 
you don't, you always have, you know, you're always a grain of like um, concern with everything that you hear, but yeah. I, I, I understand that what the, the work that those guys are doing, but what are your thoughts on the people that are just kind of picking and choosing to listen to only people that agree with them and specifically how that ties into like the next five years of journalism? Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I know it's a lot. I'm yeah, sorry. it is <laughs> a lot. lot yeah. I mean, it's tough for sure. Um, I don't, and I, it's certainly a problem. Right, right. Yeah. I don't really know what the, what the real answer to that is other than just yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I, what, something that I've been saying even in the last like year or so is like, I wish that like something like media literacy was like taught in school. Like, yeah. Where like kids really were good, like yeah. taught how to actually distinguish what is real factual information. Good sources yeah. from bad yeah, sources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Absolutely. and I think that that needs to be something that like should be taught in school now. Yeah. yeah. No, that's along a really good point. with English, you know, yeah. because I think that that's something that so many Americans aren't really versed in. Yeah. And like I'm versed in it because I went to journalism school. Of course. But that should just be something now that everyone should know. I think yeah. that that would ultimately like help people be better versed in how they get their information. That's a great you know? answer. That's a navigating yeah. the internet should absolutely be a class, not just in high school, but just even junior high, yeah. because it's just it's it's such a skill. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, Seth. We're gonna be right back with our guest, Seth Johnson. Cool, sounds good. Yeah, he's actually fucking cool. Like, I don't uh, think did I don't you call know. him? Who? No, I called him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I know. Well, now he's like now he's like the godfather of country though. He's like a whole different thing. Yeah. It's like a whole different, whole new... You thinking you tough is just from the callus on your mind Cause you thinking too much and nothing's impacting on your grind And we can discuss combustion to bust and get you flying But your ego's too fuck, stuffing the feet in your turbine Sly, see that's the reason you decline Why I use my feet and I you sweeten in the fine line Though the limits will be given, you must shine Meet your minutes and you get your little prime Time to watch them ape shit Hot as a snicker, chocolate center, but it's fake shit Try like a nigga, try to remember to have breakfast Try to deliver from the matrix to have greatness When you are no greater than a fake chick with frost sightseeing you lost dieting. Take home must know you because you are life. Please build yourself. And if you overfill yourself, hope that that tight roll catch you by a throat and you kill yourself. Uh, yeah. Nice. Sure. <laughs> sure. What did you? you remember yeah. that one time where you're like, you were like 20 minutes in, you're like, hey guys, I forgot to record. That's why I was asking. Remember that one time where you guys asked me to do this favor and you're like, <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, I know we keep, yeah. you know, making you do things that we're not paying you for. And, and I know then we're really mean to you and we kind that of happened. degrade you the whole time. Yeah, um, sure. I think you would go a long way, is all I'm saying. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. That was a perfect. That was a perfect fade in. That was. That was a good. That was a good. You know, Zach uh, refuses to do the fade in. He yeah. refuses. I think he's just scared. I don't think he does. Is it, it was a he, beautiful fade in. It yeah. felt like we were like, "Oh, I'm on a real show." But today. that's why. That's what made me think because it was such a good fade in that I was scared that we didn't capture. There's no way that recording. There's no way recording no something way. that good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to the Heart of Brunch podcast. Uh, we're continuing our discussion with journalist Seth Johnson. Um, so I got we came in on the, you were just kind of saying off mic about how you interviewed Hootie mm-hmm. from Hootie yeah. and the Blowfish. Yeah. That's not his name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Darius Rucker. Darius yeah. Rucker. I'm not on mic. Yeah, <laughs> they're good. Um, Someone screaming <laughs> Darius Rucker in the background. <laughs> got some. Big, I don't know why we got don't some big fans in this house. <laughs> Bridget, I don't know why we don't think you. More I feel for like the professional me, you're doing. I feel like <laughs> music. I don't know. I feel like with sport, and you kind of said that you mix it up and you don't necessarily yeah. maybe ask their traditional questions. Yeah, but I feel like music interviews for some reason to me seem like they would be the hardest. Like they tend to be. Um, I would say like the. 
especially when it comes to like all the stuff um, that I, I like, for instance, like comedy interviews versus music interviews, like musicians are just so much harder to like get information out of and yeah. like have them be very on off the cuff and like open. Like, I feel like, because comedians are so used to just talking about themselves, yeah, you it's can't, like you way can't shut them up. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but like musicians, that you have to like really get them like buttered up and and talking before they actually give you like the things that you're really trying to get out of them. I feel like, yeah. But like to be uh, what's what's cool about like so Darius Rucker was like one of the guys that was like super easy to talk to. Like I talked to that dude about some weird shit. Yeah, yeah. And he was, was he the nicest guy in the world? He was super nice. Yeah, yeah. he's been famous forever too. Yeah, like, I feel like. Yeah, he, I think he's always been like. But the thing is too is like the thing about Hootie and the Blowfish when they came out that that album was enormous, but yeah. it was still just a bunch of. It looked like some guys you'd see yeah. like at a local bar. Yeah, they're just like some some like dudes, some like college dudes. Yeah, it was just yeah. like college dude doing college, college music. It was all really Could good. Could have been yeah. a one hit wonder. Yeah, yeah. but so and, then he, and then he turned that into what he turned it into, yeah. which was you know he kind of rolled it into really being a guy who was pretty prominent in the country scene, yeah, which was super. a great move. Yeah, what, country women love Darius Rucker. Yep. He's love, awesome. He's just such a great him. guy. He's a like cool ass dude. But everybody just knows him as being the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, yeah. And Brid- just, Bridget doesn't like when I throw facts out that aren't maybe not facts. I just, oh, the, like country women, like women who like country music, women from the country. I don't understand. Country <laughs> women. Yeah, you just named all the people that Dar- love Darius. <laughs> women, that, women that live in a country. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever met him? He's phenomenal. <laughs> I did. I thought there was. So as a child, because I'm, I'm, uh, you two are old as fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I am much younger, and so I was like, oh, I. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was the only band I knew growing up. Any anything I heard, because my dad was like, oh, this is Hooting the Blowfish, so I learned yeah. a lot. Of, mm. And then so then any other band, I was like, is this Hooting the Blowfish? And he was like, no, this is, this is not Hooting the Blowfish. This is the, be- this is the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, this is, but, but sure, but I thought it was only Hooting the Blowfish. They were, the, they, were all... they were the biggest. I like that she's talking about how old we are, and, and she's dressed like a junior high school teacher. <laughs> That's my favorite part about what she just said about us. It's just like a bisexual art teacher. <laughs> oh. I wish I was a bisexual art teacher. <laughs> that struck me as funny. Like mm-hmm. it was apparent. Um, it was pretty good. So, so uh, Seth, one fun thing about uh, fun thing about you, yeah. you may not yeah. know, yeah. is that uh, <laughs> is that so? Like when I when I started doing uh, local comedy in Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, you were the first person that was um, kind of uh, lauded for being writing positively about the local Indianapolis scene. Word, uh, right on. Uh, I think I think previously before uh, it was kind of almost like a joke, like someone had written an article, like is the Indianapolis comedy scene dead? Yeah, and then it was kind of like a kick in the pants to like all the indie, in the independent comedy yeah. producers. And then I remember, like, you uh, were the first person that kind of, like, wrote, like, a positive article afterwards, and everybody was like, yeah, we love Seth Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's great. He literally didn't say that we were dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sort of remember that. But You know what's it, really funny and ironic about that? I remember on my Facebook, when I went to one of your shows, I took a picture of you doing stand-up, and I wrote, just on the bottom for no reason, Dyke Michaels is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of hits. It's really funny. Just say that. Um, a lot of people really like what I said. I wish. <laughs> um, so, Seth, um, can we... Uh, so, we're, we're doing a thing. We're launching a Patreon. Okay. And we've actually launched it. It's already launched. Um, but uh, we're trying to get people to sign up. We're trying to get people to um, listen and get free content. Uh, obviously, we're sorry. We give this one out for free. Yeah. And then we do our after brunch podcast. 
Word. Uh, which is exclusive content now. Yeah. And we're trying to get people to sign up for that. It's very exciting. We like to have fun with that. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be doing a couple weeks of uh, raffle giveaways to get okay. people signed up. Yeah. So we got some names, uh, uh, people that signed up this week for it. And what we're giving away is our temporary producer, She's got. She wears a lot of hats. She does a lot of things. She's. I got a lot of lesbian shirts. She's got a lot of <laughs> lot, a lot of gay shirts, and uh, but also she, uh, outside of being an executive chef, outside of um, her online uh, food courses uh, for indie courses. Uh, <laughs> wow. Indie, I like that. <laughs> indie urban foodies. I've definitely been around where Bridget has talked about what she's doing with. Uh, and Eber Foodies like multiple times, but you definitely are talking about as if you literally had it written down <laughs> on a newspaper and then that, or on a piece of paper, and that paper was taken away an hour ago. <laughs> and you're going to have to remember what you wrote down. Like, we've had in depth conversations about what she's doing. And she also does these amazing cakes <laughs> under the name uh, Bakes by Bridge. Yeah. And what bridge? We, yeah. Not Bridge. What? What you said. I said Bridge. Oh. Bakes by Bridge. Bridge. Did he say Brit? I think he said Bridge. Like Britchers. Hey, I didn't like that you just called me Bridge. That was weird for me. <laughs> I didn't like it either. <laughs> you called yourself that with your Instagram. It sounded like Britch, like Britches. Yeah, which I thought I it sounded like Britches. Like. Books yeah. by Birch. Is that Birch what it's <laughs> Birch's bees. Jesus Christ, I hate it here. Anyway. Bells by Beth. Um, <laughs> no, Beth no. Uh, <laughs> I can't even say it right now. <laughs> When you're doing an ad for something that you want people, you yeah, want yeah, to make yeah. a desirable thing, yeah. you should sell it better. Okay, it was okay, funny. Sorry. Now I'm laughing. Bridget, will you just say it correctly? And then I'll sell it. I'll take it home. You just say, yeah. the, say the name. Bakes by Bridge. Bakes by Bridge is an amazing product. Uh, <laughs> guys, she did my birthday cake this year. It yeah. was literally the best cake I've ever had in my entire ice life. Ice cream cake, right? Uh, it was a delicious ice cream cake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, and that's what's on the table. We were raffling off. to confirm that. We were raffling off a gift certificate for a personal cake. Um, may or may uh, not be an ice cream cake. It really is your choice. Probably not. It really doesn't really make sense to make it an ice cream cake, though. It's a personal cake. You'd have to eat all in one sitting. If you don't have enough freezer space, yeah. you don't have any It's kind not of really cake. the season for ice cream cakes it's either. It's really not. Yeah. Yeah. But they can get it isn't like a gift certificate and they can get whatever they want. Like, <laughs> what I'm saying is, if people want it, they could probably do an ice cream cake. So it was it, a delicious it, ice cream cake. So okay. anyway, Seth, what we need you to do, <laughs> yeah. we have, what we have here is we have a, uh, a uh, all of our Patreon subscribers that yeah. signed up this week. Oh no! What's, ironically, they all fit in your hand. That's <laughs> what we're doing. There's I a mean, lot. There's he, a lot of. Papers. He took all of us out. There's a lot of papers in there. <laughs> we all are each also Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like that he's like, you can't win it. You, gonna, you know what's funny is I can't. This is how exclusive it is. I can't listen to the Patreon because I refuse to pay more to be on the show. Yeah. All right. All right, yeah, here we go. Just pick one. And just, just yeah. pick one yeah. at random here. And we know you, you have no uh yeah. no. No dog in this fight whatsoever. No dog in this fight whatsoever. Dwight. Oh, Dwight Simmons. Dwight. The B, the comedian. Yeah. yeah. Comedian, hey. Simmons. comedian hey. Dwight Simmons Dwight. is the winner. What's up, player? Of, <laughs> <laughs> of the Bakes by Bridge cake. Yeah. That paper says Sam, by the way. But Dwight, <laughs> he needs a cake. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, so we will get that gift certificate Wait, to Sam, you. Um, I probably at the place of work that you are work with, Bridget. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently, I will be creating that gift certificate, so you will get a really nicely worded text from me. I like yeah. that we just <laughs> learned, we learned that just on the podcast where yeah. we we're about. Hey, how are we distributing these? Like, I think Bridget's going to like draw up a really nice gift certificate, like. 
Bridget, did you know that? She did not. She didn't. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> that was news to her. Anyway, uh, I want to take this opportunity to tell you, uh, if you've not signed up for the Patreon, listen, Brunch Nation, if you want to get all of this content, yeah, you're going to have to sign up for the Patreon. Mm-hmm. But look, we're trying to sweeten the deal for you. You obviously just missed out on a delicious cake. Yeah. If you haven't signed up it's already. Like a, it's like a $80 value. Her it's, cakes are no joke. It's amazing. We're trying to we're trying to deliver the dope shit to you, but yeah. you, you got to meet us halfway. You got to sign up. Right. So we're going to give you another chance. This week, Sauce Boss of Indianapolis, Zach yeah. Rowan, batch number two. He's going to be giving out a full uh, bouquet of uh, mixed sauces. Wow. Uh, you can have them for yourself. <laughs> you is that be- funny? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly just the mixed yeah. sauces. <laughs> like they're going to be in their own individual bottle. <laughs> just a, a suicide just a, of sauces. Just a, a Jackson Pollock of sauces. <laughs> I feel like you know what would be a great, a great thing to win is like if you want it, it was just all of a various uh, ratchet, uh, you know, uh, percentage of sauces in a bucket, and then Zach in his hamburger shirt just drops it off at your house. In just an unnamed bucket, rings your bell, and then like he just says, "There you go," and walks away. That's and especially if you know Zach, like yeah. having him show up at your at your house, like there you go, and then walking away like that. I would I would pay upwards of a hundred dollars. Uh, you, you will get a peekaboo from the sauce boss. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish Zach would dress up like seasonally, like like the Easter Bunny, like Uncle he Sam. He does dress up like, uh, but they come does, to your house and drop off sauces. He like does that. dress up like a holiday character that would show up at your house. It's just always the hamburger. Like he's not. <laughs> it's literally. It definitely always is something that he's, he's normally dressed like a guy you'd see at the Sybaris because he. Is that's a right. Guy. He, he is. Guy. He was that guy. If you've ever been to the Sybaris and you thought, I think I've seen that guy here a couple times, <laughs> that was probably Zach because he's the only person in the world. That that's guy been just there. go down the cum slide because he looks like he lives in the Sybaris. He's <laughs> <laughs> been so many times. All right, let's. What's the? Do we know the dollar value on that uh, mustard bouquet? Uh, $60. $60. So we're just, what we're doing is just like every week we're giving away $60 and all you have to pay is, yes. well, like the minimum membership is a buck a month? We we made a lot less than $60 in Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't tell people We're that. like, no, we're like, we're like crazy Eddie's. We're giving everything away over here. <laughs> you want cakes, mustard pies? The what dice, you want? The dice you're rolling is at minimum $12. Yeah. And what you get well, is it's, like. It's $3 a month for you. That math doesn't. Is that, the, is that the minimum membership? Uh, no, minimum uh, is, yeah, a, nah. is a dollar, right? The, mi- the the minimum was one. Yeah. But that's just for but, giving but, us but money. Just, be- but just to contribute. And then the... Uh, you want exclusive the content. The Brunch Nation one was <laughs> Did you call it that, you son of a bitch? Brunch Nation. Uh, God damn it. Which, yeah, to be entered in the raffle, you have to at least be the $3 Brunch Nation. Take also, back. Uh, Bridget started her own $5 one, which is... Um, yeah. I, we're still trying to think of a good name for it. I think maybe under the bridge. <laughs> maybe it'll be the under the bridge it's level. Like like a, uh, it's, it's, seems like a good one. Like what he said. There's, there's a joke there, but I'm just. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Maybe we'll maybe we'll call it art teacher. The three, uh, the, the if you want to get under the bridge, oh, it'll only $5 cost you five dollars. Wow. Not the first time she said that, but that's so. The three dollars today. <laughs> Hey, Jesus trust me. Christ. She's there's been a lot of trolls under that bridge. <laughs> oh my god. I have terrible taste. <laughs> but the three dollars a month. The nice people go on top of the bridge. <laughs> oh my god. That's innuendo. She just high fived herself. <laughs> the three dollars a month is yes. when you get exclusive content. Yes. Which, so you're only paying for that. 
you're talking about $36 a month. Yeah. To a year. A year. A year. $36 yes. only. A year. Yes. To support something local. Yeah. And then you Exclusive get content. Exclusive content. And your name in a raffle. Look, there were, how many names were in that raffle? Five? Six? Yeah. Upwards of 20? You're bad. you got to sell it yeah, better. Sell it, Everyone's man. doing it. No, no, no. Like, no. Literally it's, five it's, people listening to this show. You horse's ass. You're ruining what we're trying to do. We're building this every week. I'm yeah. being honest. Yeah. There was only five people. Look, you know, only five people bought Bitcoin on the first day, and that it grew. Yeah. You know, yeah. it grew. Yeah, we're the Bitcoin <laughs> That's what. That's our we're new tagline. Harder brunch, the Bitcoin of podcasts. That's what they call Bridget on the street blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Write that joke. <laughs> we'll get, I don't know what that we'll means. We'll get back. But but the thing is, like, I think how how often are we doing the giveaways? Are we doing this? Every... We're doing no, just for the first three weeks. So th- that's yeah. the answer to the question oh, I yeah, just yeah. asked. Yeah. How often? Are we no, doing no, these? no, Chris. Three weeks. <laughs> how often? No, three weeks. <laughs> the answer followed by a no. So for three weeks, we're giving away things that are yeah. worth double what the membership costs at the max. Yes, and the, and, it's a and, pretty good deal. and look, these guys want to lie to you and tell you you don't have a great chance of winning. I'm telling you, Brunch Nation. Yeah. If you sign up this week, yeah, your percentage of winning this prize pretty high is really good. Yeah. Three dollars. Yeah. To enter. Okay. And, and <laughs> I feel like he he fell asleep for a little bit. <laughs> like, you know what you I, was what was I don't know. Every once in a while, that Doug is like, "Hey, this is how it goes." And then he has a stroke in the middle of like, "Well, I guess I got to fill in this space. <laughs> guess I'll cover this blank area until he wakes up again." And then after the three weeks, um, we won't we won't we won't bog down every episode with a big ad. What we'll probably do is we'll probably put an ad at the beginning. Yeah, and so you can just get that and then be yeah. done with it. You know what we could do? What about this? What about this? We have the three weeks of things we're doing, but it'd be interesting if you want, if you could maybe give us ideas of things you'd like to win. We'd be open to that. Yeah. Like, it's like, we're like, hey, I'd like to win this. Like a spot on the podcast. We'd do that. We'd raffle that off. It didn't go well that one time. That's it. Well, you know, we learn <laughs> from our mistakes. But we, we now that we're on the, the, the wall and whatever, we, we, we could do that. Yeah, I think that away. This this does feel like maybe like an off air kind of conversation to be. Had. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about things you could win. I mean, I think that's something you could win. I think first of all, the podcast seems like something that should be an off air. <laughs> that's the show we're making, Bridget. Uh, but I think that, that it's that's a show a, about nothing. It's a show about what is a podcast? Alan? we're not on a podcast. <laughs> I've got all this coffee and all these cars. Um. Yeah. Um. So they just uh, legalized drugs in all of Oregon. Okay. And so I was thinking about, well, I was thinking about like, wouldn't it be nice if uh, we started like, you know, like they have like the craft breweries and they have like the kind of hipster. Like, I think like uh, the crack market. Yeah. Like who's doing high end, like artisanal crack (laughs) in, in Oregon. You're going to quarter that market. I think, I think I could. (laughs) I think I could. I don't think anyone suggested that you couldn't. Let Art, me say that. Artisanal crack. Spell you just spell it different. Like spell it Q U E, you know? <laughs> That's Quay. No, C R A Q U E. Uh, uh it would throw an accent croc. in there somewhere. <laughs> yes. It's croc. Welcome. Cro- well, Jesus, welcome no welcome to Crock. Look. Croc if, cocaine. If you come in and I'm wearing like a denim apron, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like a silly hat. Yeah. And uh I'm like, welcome to Croc. And then, oh, and then I would go there. And then there's flights with different crack pipes. I would love to go to Croc and um, yeah, try some artisanal crack. Yeah. I bet if it's if you put the words artisanal, yeah, organic. In no, front no, no. Of it. Listen, all you have to do is if you put a people working there, if you put them in a brick and mortar, 
and the people working there are wearing leather aprons. It doesn't matter what they're selling. I'll be like, well, this is fancy. Finally, I hit adulthood. I'll take a pound of crock, please. Yes. <laughs> and it, like a lot of exposed brick. And yeah, like yeah, some, yeah. And like uh, just like the, the steampunk light bulbs that come oh, down. There you go. You talk about, you know, the oats that it was made from and the fact, you know, talk about maybe the family that made the crock cocaine. Yeah, yeah I don't th- I don't think crock is made from oats. I think it's made from <laughs> maybe baking soda. <laughs> Depends on what, what strand you're getting, I guess. Yeah. But you get some uh, nice barrel-aged baking soda. Never had that oat crock? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Oats. <laughs> And then, like, maybe you have, like, I don't know what the crack version of, like, um, a sommelier is, but you have, like, someone come out and they think, s- they step on the drugs at your table. I think you that's know. the difference, though, between, like, uh, you know, I feel like, I don't know, it's been a while, but I feel like I'm always, like, amping up that I've been to Canada and I love Canada. I love it. I love it. I talk about it all the time. Not as much as you talk about camp, but I talk about Canada all the time. <laughs> the difference between Canada... I, I went to a camp in Canada one time. We could talk about that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God, that would be the best. Uh, but the difference between like buying weed in Canada versus buying it in Portland, er, buying it in Portland is Portland is like going to a pawn shop. It's like, hey, this is a really nice pawn shop that I'm in that I have to you know sort of pay cash for weed. Whereas Canada... You pay for it with your card. They are yeah. wearing those leather aprons. They are like pulling it out and like showing you. It's like like, hey, look at this. Like you feel like you're still committing a crime in Portland. It yeah, Portland seems like a crime in in Canada, Toronto specifically. It's like wow, this is the fanciest Starbucks I've ever been to, and I'm buying weed. Well, did you guys hear that this, the House just passed a deal about the federal decriminalization uh, of marijuana? Oh. Yeah, Senate's probably not going to. No, they won't. They won't. <laughs> well, it depends on when it goes up, right? Because it's always the, with the runoff in Georgia, there's always a possibility that we, the Democrats, get the Senate. You know, I feel like Georgia really pulled through for us this year, and I feel like, like yeah. lightning does not strike twice. I don't know, man. They're doing yeah. what they can. But, yeah, you would think that, except that the Republicans are telling them, a lot of them that, are, that believe that the, the election was rigged are telling the people in Georgia not to vote. <laughs> Because it's like, hey, Republicans, especially the staunch, you know, yeah. uh, tinfoil hat wearing Republicans, don't vote. That'll show them. That's great. I mean, that's a that's a that's too wrong to make it a right. Is what that is. That's great. It's like a vote embargo. Is that what they're doing? Well, they're saying because the in, in, obviously there's a runoff in Georgia, so now they're saying like, listen, what you should do is a couple options. One, don't vote because if our votes got going to count, they don't get our vote. And the other, and this is this is something that's been promoted by a prominent lawyer in Georgia. Nice. Like, hey, you shouldn't vote in Georgia because until our vote counts, you shouldn't. They don't. You don't. They don't deserve your vote. That's for real. And the second is that you should write in Donald Trump as oh. your vote, which wouldn't count because he's not exempt for election. <laughs> and all those things are like, Time. yeah, dude, yeah. do that. You should totally do that. Oh, Absolutely. God bless Georgia. Yeah. Um, good for them. So, they so also, also to their one more thing though, that Georgia, the loss though is that Georgia also voted in a senator, I believe, maybe it's the House, that is a staunch uh, QAnon supporter. Mm. That's also in Georgia. So they're not doing, they're doing what they can, but they're still, <laughs> it's pluses and minuses. You know? They don't have artisan crock. Artisan crock in Georgia. It sounds, it sounds like they do have that. Crock. <laughs> they should. They're they just gonna eat all the that. regular crack like a bunch of <laughs> jackasses. Uh, so outside of your job, uh, like I, you obviously yeah. like sports, you obviously like music, Seth. Mm-hmm. But like, what what are you what are you doing to relax? What are you doing to like deal with twenty twenty? Yeah, that's not work related. Like, man, I don't know. I mean, like, I just kind of. What are you into? Yeah, I mean, I I've been going to 
comedy shows as much as I can that are happening still. Um, and that's like still kind of tied to my work, but I mean, a lot of my work is really just tied to what I love. I love music and I love comedy and um, I love drinking. So <laughs> normally a, real good time. a lot of times those things are all kind of tied together. Yeah. So I'm normally just doing those if I can, you know. If we had had some comedy for you, you would have had a real good time here today. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, for most of the summer, I was like going to shows at Black Circle and stuff. And I mean, I've still been going to shows at White Rabbit when I can and yeah. Helium when I can. And um, yeah, I mean, doing what I can to just support places that are still open. And White Rabbit stuff. is still for, I know there's, it's kind of iffy right now as far as what Indianapolis is going to do, but White Rabbit is still putting on comedy shows, right? Yep. I mean, yep. still yep. Have, they're really at the limited capacity, but mm-hmm. for they, sure. They do Absolutely. everything the right way with they're their doing social it super smart. They're, they're yeah. really, really smart. They've yeah. been so good about, you know, changing their model almost immediately once COVID hit, but yep. still, like, let's stop for a second, let's regroup. And then they just kept on going. White Rabbit is doing, is setting, you know, setting the tone for what people should be doing to kind of continue. I was like the only indoor show I did this year. I think it was the right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that right? That's right before you get COVID. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> I walked down an alley and got COVID. Thank you very much. <laughs> From the dumpster, I was the old in. Crock Rock. <laughs> <laughs> if you need me, I'll be in here smoking my crock. You um, said it was artisanal. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, so much of what I do for fun is mostly just tied to what I do yeah, yeah. for. I mean, I, and I, I like it that way, you know. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm passionate about what I do for my job. I was and to go. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to not. I don't know who. Uh, you don't have to name names if you don't want to, but we love when you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but who, who, what was the worst interview you had? You don't oh. have. To, you don't have to say names. You don't yeah, say names. We name. can't. We certainly can. Oh, we can say names. <laughs> Bob Saget. You <laughs> I'll give a fuck because he's not awesome. going to listen to this. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know. He might want a case. He's a Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why was Bob? He was, he was just a dick. Like wow. He, he, I heard that. He called me. So here's the thing. Um, I mean, he just, he called me when he was supposed to call me. That was cool. Um, yeah. But then he called me um, while he was driving from like some, I think he was driving to like Philly or something. And... He, like, just, I asked him, like, one question, and then he just fucking, he, he answered the question in, like, two minutes, and then he just started talking about, like, everything he wanted to talk about. Yeah. And didn't even, like, I wasn't even, right. ha- he was just spouting out shit. So that was, ha- that started happening. But then he, his phone died, or his phone, like, we lost connection once. And I was like, shit, he called me on, he like called me with no caller RD, so I didn't know how I was going to call him back. He called me back, it was like, first time he called me back, he like apologized. And he's like, yeah, okay. like, I'm, I'm driving, sorry. Second time, he, this happened again. A, also, our phone conversation was 40 minutes, which was, we, I asked him five questions in that amount of time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so the second time his phone goes out, he calls me back. He tries to say that the second time it was my fault even though i was i was sitting stationary at, i was stationary. sitting at my house not right. doing shit and he had literally told me earlier that he's, he's driving. driving right yeah and the second time he like tried to say that's about me Jesus yeah Christ. it was just like the most like bob saget shit that <laughs> i feel like you, i could have what were you interviewing for he what was, was he doing he was doing he was coming to do shows at uh helium uh, uh yeah 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 right, right. um 
But yeah, he was just he he just tugged me left and right, and yeah. also just wasn't very that very fun to talk to. Like he kind of just yeah. like. He had his own agenda of shit he wanted to talk about, which I understand. But, like, he also, like, it wasn't like I was interviewing him. It was more just, like, he called me to just talk. And, yeah. like, it wasn't an interview. It was just, yeah, like, I'm things. just going to call you and tell you what I'm doing. <laughs> and then I'm going to give you shit a couple times. And then we're going to be done talking. Like, Bob Saget. Yeah, <laughs> that's, like, what it was. Yeah, so I feel bad because I, I ramble a lot. I mean, all the time. But especially yeah. during interviews. And so I'm like, am I am I going too hard? Am, no. I, am I Bob Sagating right now? No, you're, you, I I don't think that I've ever had anyone be as bad as him. Okay. To be wow. honest, yeah, it was it was awful. I like that you just had it in your back pocket, like already. Like, what was your worst interview, Bob Sagan? Yeah. Right he, away, I mean, I would, just, yeah, he's, I, that was just like such a night because because also like what sucks is like in the moment when you're going through something like that, you're yeah. like trying not to piss him off, yeah. but like at the same time, you're like. Fuck you! Like in your mind, you're like, "Fuck yeah, you! Yeah. You're an asshole." I'm not. I'm trying not to piss you off, but like when I'm done with this shit, I can't wait to be done talking to you. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, his his wife died, and he had to raise these and girls by himself. That was like and something that my my friend that works at at Helium that like that after that I told her about this shit, and she was like, "Yeah, his." His house had just like recently burned down or something oh. like that, and I was. How like, long after his house burning down did you call him? Though? He called. I it don't was know. Full of kerosene. I don't know. <laughs> like sitting in the right like, front of the house. It was a full house. Like, he's, he did. I like that, like that backup story. What Seth is saying because Seth is like the nicest guy in the world. Like the backup story is like Bob Saget would not shut the fuck up and like yeah. When did his house burn down? Like. Well, it was right before the interview. It was he, burn, he was inside the burning house. <laughs> like, that's, why the phone, that's why the phone kept dropping. His house is on fire. Can you please call the cops? I'm like, oh, I'm trying to ask you some it's questions, like, God, man. He has his own agenda here. He's, he's, this guy's like all about himself. Shovel like, down this burning house Please narrative. call the cops. Like, God, just have questions. I want to get an answer. You fucking selfish bastard. Seth, where can the, where can the people find you and follow what you're doing on social media? Yeah, social media um, on Facebook and or on Twitter and Instagram. I'm um, at Seth V them S E T H V T H E M, um, and yeah, that's I mostly post all my stories there. Uh, but you can also just find I write a lot for Nuvo, um, and I write for a lot for Indianapolis Monthly and visit Indy as well. Um, and but all of those are pretty much posted on my social media. So nice. awesome. Yeah. If you ever need an article written about uh, a brunch podcast, <laughs> <laughs> you already got monthly on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did that come out? By the way, did that? That's next. Next. next oh, month. sorry for this. I like you. I like you. Don't, like don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Next month. Because it was just you. Well, it was <laughs> like the Doug Michaels podcast and some people that he knows. We'll talk about it. Okay, so. <laughs> I, wanna, I can't I, wait to read. I want to see what's written about it before <laughs> I, before I. Uh, I think put when up. that comes out, that'll be our guest. Like our <laughs> guest today is the, the interview that Dyke gave about the podcast that only he does with literally no help at all. Just a dramatic reading of it. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next time, Brunch Nation. Sign up for the Patreon. Yep. Oh, a fade out. Most professional. Well, I don't know why we don't always have that. Set the bar real high. That's good too. Outro. It's called an outro. Yeah, it's an outro. (laughs) You know what? I bet we. I bet we'd be easier. It'd be easier actually to get Clint Breeze to do it.